Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 19 of the Linkage Podcast by Episcopal Retirement Services. This episode is for the week of September 28th, 2020. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Brian Reynolds, Vice President of Marketing for Episcopal Retirement Services. And I'm here with Kristen Davenport, our Director of Communications for ERS and our Executive Producer. How are you, Kristen? Doing well, Brian. I'm glad to be here. Good to catch up with you. Yeah, yeah. It's always uh, always fun to, to get a, a kick off a new week with a podcast. Yes, absolutely. So uh, the Linkage podcast is dedicated to educating our audience about issues regarding aging, informing people about the mission of ERS and how that comes to life in our everyday interactions with our residents, clients, families, and staff members. Kristen, do you want to tell us about our upcoming uh, episode? Yes, Brian, we've got some really terrific guests with us today. We're going to speak with one of our residents from Walnut Court. Her name is Leisha Johnson, and she's going to talk with us a little bit about what it's like to live in the Walnut Court community right down the street from the uh, historic Mance Hotel, which we're, uh, which we're renovating right now and, mm-hmm. and building new apartments there. And then, of course, we'll be uh, checking in with President and CEO, Laura Lamb. She'll give us the lowdown of the highs and lows of the last week, and uh, it'll be great to hear from her and, and all things ERS. Well, great. Well, great. Well, I, I just want to do a reminder that uh, our Together We Rise virtual gala is coming up here in a few weeks, and as the title suggests, um, we're hosting our first ever virtual gala on Friday, October 9th. Um, so please join us for a special evening um, of a celebration, inspiration, and entertainment, all in support of our Good Samaritan Mission Fund. Uh, we have a special live program created just for, uh, for all of our listeners and, and our donors and residents and, and even our staff. And we, it's going to be, uh, this year is going to be hosted uh, by uh, Curtis F- uh, Fuller of Channel 5. And uh, speaking of the model group, we want to thank our, our presenting sponsor uh, sponsors this year, the model group, uh, Ridgestone Contractors and Builders, Ohio Capital Corporation for Housing, and U.S. Bank. So with that said, uh, Kristen, do you want to introduce our first guest? Yes, let me introduce our listeners to Leisha Johnson. Leisha is a resident at Walnut Court and... Uh, Let's hear from Leisha what it's like to live in the uh, Walnut Hills community. Welcome, Leisha, to our podcast. Thanks for being with me today. Thank you, Christian. Thank you for having me. You betcha. Yeah. Um, So tell our listeners, what kind of a day is it like for you there at Walnut Court today? How are things going? Uh, it's pretty quiet. I got a late start today, but it's been pretty quiet. I haven't been out today. Um, just putting around the house. Very good. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about what you have been doing during these times when we're trying to stay socially distanced and be um, safer about our activities. Well, mostly what I've been doing during the social distancing, it makes it kind of. Um, makes it a little easier because my neighbors were really pretty close knit bunch here. So, you know, just not having to be, have to spend time alone because, you know, you can't really have a lot of family over. If you don't have any essential worker, like an aide or something like that, then you could be, you know, 
get pretty isolated, but because we have each other, we visit each other a lot. Mm-hmm. And you know, we might just it might just be two or three of us in the community room. But when the with the weather being warm, we're able to even just sit outside and still practice social distancing. So that makes it it makes it really easy to pass the time. Yes, well, that's good. I'm glad that you guys are uh, doing things like that. And um, and I I've I've heard that uh, they did have some bingo and some things like that for you. Oh yeah, we do. Uh, we had, I think, being since we've opened back up partially, we've been able to do some bingo. It's just fewer people, and we've also done craft, and we've had um, they deliver meals to us. We even had lemonade, where the uh, activities coordinators brought lemonade and cookies to the door. And of course, you know, you have to answer the door with your mask, and everybody's masked up and gloved up. But it, you know, keeps us busy, gives us something to do, something to look forward to, except for the everyday hum, ho-hum drum. That's right. Yeah. Now, um, I guess if you get bored up the street there, there's a lot of construction going up at that site of the former Mance Hotel, where ERS Affordable Living is um, working with the model group on a what's going to be a brand new, beautiful community there. They're uh, they've built a building and they're re renovating two buildings so pretty soon mm-hmm. uh, you're going to have some neighbors up the street yeah i'm i'm actually looking forward to that because when they it was kind of rough up there I'm, like i said i'm really looking forward to the new building opening up it's, i believe it's going to be three of them in total is that it that's right yeah 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 because uh you know with with them shutting the building down and moving people out is kind of isolated up there over here period Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to the new building opening up, new neighbors, and maybe, you know, that might beef up a little more of the security around here because it is, gets, does get kind of isolated late in the evening because there's nothing really over here. Right. And maybe that'll, you know, bring some more uh, businesses and things to the community as well. Well, that's Walnut Hills is a is a community that's in the midst of some revitalization and uh, and we're hoping that the, the Mance Apartments there will be will be part of that. Um, Walnut yeah. Corner has been an improvement there in the community, and so just uh, adding on to that, just right up the street, um, there's apartments and uh, a nice community room that they're going to um, re- renovate the ball. What was the ballroom of the hotel, and they're going to make that a community room, and they'll ha- just like you could do, do they'll have a fitness center and uh, and all that type of thing. So. Yeah, because I've been in the man's building once or twice. My daughter had a friend there, but I've never really been through it. It was such a large building. I only went one door and out the other because it was just so big. I I got lost in there a couple of times. Yeah. So I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a, a good improvement. I'm, I can't wait to see it, it the completed and see the move in. Yes. Yes, that's for sure. Well, um, it's been good to catch up with you today. Can you just tell our listeners, um, once this pandemic is over and it's safe, is there anything in particular you've been looking forward to um, getting back to? Probably just having my, I like to do stuff in the community. I have quite a few great grandchildren and I haven't been able to spend any time with my, really any time with my great grandchildren. 
because they're busy and, you know, inside play, they're young. So I like to be able to take them downstairs in the community in the patio where they have more room and I don't have to worry about anybody getting hurt and, Mm -hmm. you know, cleaning up the big mess. We just all clean up together. So I miss that. And I'll be, I'm looking forward to just having the grandkids over so for cake and ice cream or anything, just some kind of activities together. That sounds good. That sounds good. Well, Leisha, it's been so good to talk with you today. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Thank you for having me, Kristen. You enjoy the rest of your day. Well, that was a really nice interview with Leisha Johnson, Kristen. It was, uh, you know, good to hear that Leisha is looking forward to and participating in um, some activities there. I know in a socially distanced way, but, you know, we're all learning to live with this and and to do these things safely. So I'm glad to hear that there's some things going on uh, at our affordable living communities once again. You bet, Brian. And uh, it's very uplifting to hear how the residents are uh, continuing to stay positive and uh, they're finding uh, new ways to stay connected with each other and with their families. And uh, with that, um, let's hear from our president and CEO, Laura Lamb, who spoke with Brian this week um, about what's happening around all of our communities. So we're back uh, this week with uh, President and CEO, Laura Lamb. How are you, Laura? I'm doing well, Brian. How about you? Good, good. It's uh, you know, a nice crisp morning and uh, it falls in the air. So enjoying that. It sure is. I had to go out and um, feed the birds. They were all waiting for me this morning. <laughs> look, standing right. around like, your birds what's going returned. on? Fill the bird feeder. Come on. <laughs> You know, there's never a shortage of things to talk about, and I know last week we we did some discussions um, or had some discussions about uh, uh, visitation, and it, and there's been even more news this week. So I thought we'd revisit some of the the newest uh, uh, information that that uh, you've shared and that's come out from uh, um, our governors and CDC. So I, I want to wonder if you could update us um, on, I guess, the visitation down at ECH. Yeah, well, that's the first headline. So um, so excited to be able to announce that because our amazing maintenance staff built the structures that we're able to safely offer outdoor visits to our uh, residents and families at ECH, ECH starting this week. And, you know, you can imagine the thrill of the families as we sent out the link to sign up and the staff are excited, the residents are excited and um, we just are just know that we're going to have some some uh, wonderful moments this week. And then on top of that, uh, there's been some new, I, I think, guidelines and, and information coming out of uh, the governors and the, the CDC, CDC or uh, not CDC, CMS about um, uh, about indoor visits. And I wonder if you could kind of sh- share Uh, that news and uh, how that impacts uh, our communities. Sure. So I think the last time we talked, I was telling you that there was like a disconnect between Mm -hmm. what CMS, the federal government, um, Center for Medicare and Medicaid, uh, the federal government was doing uh, compared to the states. And I was, I think I said that there was some movement that we were starting to see. Well, last week, 
uh, we they really did a good job, both Ohio and Kentucky. And mm -hmm. and really, what what we wanted as a provider is just clarity, right? right. It's really difficult to have guidelines that are in conflict with each other. And we have to go with the strictest um, guideline just to make sure that we're protecting our residents. So right. it's hard when there's disagreement. So both Ohio and Kentucky have issued new guidance this last week. Um, we're still looking for some clarification on some issues, but the overall good news is that Ohio and Kentucky are moving towards being aligned with the CMS guidelines. So we'll have clarity. Yeah. We'll have clarity on what the guidelines are. Now I have to say the guidelines for indoor visits aren't too terribly different <laughs> than the guidelines right. for outdoor visits. It's really, I think, a recognition mm -hmm. that the, it's getting crisper, like you just said. Uh, when I went out for the bird feeder, it was like, oh, this feels refreshing. Yeah. Um, so it's more of a transition. So we know we can't have outdoor visits in November with elders, right? That That's not going to make a lot of sense. So how can we move from outdoor visits to indoor visits safely? So the right. criteria is the same uh, or similar with very few nuances. Um, the first one is take a look at your surrounding communities. How many times have we talked about that? What happens in Hamilton County or Jefferson right. County absolutely has an impact on our nursing homes, right? Absolutely. Um, so that's number one. Number two, take a look at how many cases you've had, both residents and staff, in your community, in your nursing home, in your personal care, your residential care, within your retirement community. Right. And that is the one that's a little different. It gives us a very specific threshold of 14 days. Mm -hmm. So look at, have you had a case in the last 14 days? And if you have had a case, then outdoor or indoor visits are not advised. So we really have to pay attention to that, that routine testing that we're doing with our residents and staff to make sure that we don't have positive cases. Right. Asymptomatic people that are unbeknownst to them um, running around with COVID. Right. So that's the second criteria. The, the rest of the criteria are things like, do you have proper staffing? Do you have proper PPE? Does your local hospitals have capacity so that if there was a surge in the community that your elders could receive a hospital bed? Right. So that's the criteria. We shared it with the families in, um, in Ohio, the first day that you're allowed to have indoor visits would be October 12th. So we're really working towards that, where the team is taking all the nuances of what kind of room it has to be and what kind of training do you have to give the families. They're working on all those additional guidelines that we have to have in place. But I'm very, very optimistic that the team is you know, working on this diligently and we will be prepared for indoor visits um, around that date. The only thing that would stop that would be a positive case in any one of our communities. At right. this point, obviously, right. Hamilton County and Jefferson County are like in the proper zone. So I guess I shouldn't say that's the only thing. If the counties go up, we would have to revisit it as well. Right. So as our our neighborhoods and areas, you know, as COVID goes up or and or down, so right. so does typically our retirement communities and. Um, so there may be some ebb and flow, I guess is what you're saying. But absolutely, absolutely. So we have to look at, look at both for sure. But how yeah. exciting is that going to be? Because, you know, we don't want to go into the, the 
late fall and the winter not being able to see our loved ones. So we, we can, you know, the governor's often quoted as saying we can do things twice. And I love that or right. do two things at the same time. And, you know, to me, that means how can we figure out how to be safe right. and also allow our families to see each other? All be different. We, we know that it's not the same. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know, Brian, I was able to participate or be present during some of the family visit this weekend. And mm. boy, it's just, it's, um, it's wonderful to see families being reunited. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And I, I think, you know, something you said last week in one of your letters stood out that, you know, we've learned, you know, how to learn, how to kind of live with this. And we've, we've collected a lot of data and we can always do better and learn more uh, and, and adjust. Yeah. Well, and the key message um, is, you know, those, those principles that people are tired of hearing me say, wear your mask, right. social distance, wash your hands, stay yes. home when you're sick. Those are just, they're, they're based in science and that's what's going to get us through this. That's right. what's going to get us through this. Right. Well, thank you for that update, Laura. And I thought, um, you know, for our next part of the update, we'd, we'd uh, kind of go back to and, and talk about some of the, the, the really interesting things that are happening in our community, some of the uplifting things. Uh, you know, we've talked so much about how our staff has done such a great job to pivot uh, and provide opportunities for enrichment and some, even some joy. And uh, I know you've shared some stories with our staff, and I was wondering if you could share uh, some of those with our listeners this week as well. Sure. It just, um, you know, pivot is a great word. Um, our life enrichment staff and affordable living and our retirement communities, they are just some of the most creative people you'd ever want to meet. And they're not going to let a silly thing like a pandemic, um, you know, stop them from making sure that they're engaging and, and, and providing opportunities for, you know, uh, life enriching activities right. for our elders. So a couple, the one that I just really like is, um, the first one is Debbie McLean at Marjorie Lee and the life enrichment team. We saw a video, Brian, I think, you know, you were on that email group that saw this video of another community kind of doing something, what, which we thought was really cool. Um, you know, you know, having an ice cream truck that went around um, their yeah. community internally. Right. And Debbie saw that and she was so inspired and, you know, did a yes and and said, I could do that and do a little bit more. So she partnered with the maintenance staff and the dining staff and they took a um, electric, uh, electric scooter and made an ice cream truck out of cardboard. Oh my gosh, that is so <laughs> And cool. Debbie was inside the ice cream truck and drove around our hallways um, with a horn knocking on every door and delivering ice cream to her. Oh my gosh, yeah. I just loved it. I just loved it. So not only is it a treat, but it's just a little bit of fun and nostalgia, right? Who doesn't remember the, the, the sound of the ice cream truck and seeing the kids um, run, run, to the, run to the tune. So that was exciting. Yeah. Um, the other thing, the other one that we did is, you know, it's fall, my favorite time of the year. And I don't know about you, but I always think about apple and apple picking and oh, apple yeah. stuff in the fall. Mm -hmm. And our, our team down at ECH decided that um, we needed to start from start to finish 
have an apple day. So the residents um, on Woodcock participated in some amazing um, uh, fun making, taking apples and making apple streusel with it. And then from beginning to end, and the end means devouring the apple streusel. So they had a great time. Oh, that sounds so good. Doesn't it make your mouth, I mean, I'm hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, it is, you know. Fall is that time for apple cider and all things apple. Absolutely, so I, absolutely. And then I guess just a little teaser, some of the things that the staff are working on is um, having like an outdoor movie night. So mm -hmm. um, stay tuned to that. So going to be more coming at our campuses about outdoor movies this fall. Well, that, that sounds so fun. And uh, thank you so much again for, for joining us week, uh, this week and providing us updates. And, uh, you know, if the news keeps coming out, there'll be quite a bit to keep sharing. So um, <laughs> I don't have a doubt of that, Brian. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it seems like there's uh, no shortage of things to talk about. From exactly. Well, always good to be with you, Brian. All right. We'll catch up next week. Okay. Thank you. Brian, it is always reassuring as a, a staff member of ERS to uh, hear just how things are being handled um, by our, our leadership team. Directives coming from CMS this week uh, was, was a big change for us, and uh, we know that we'll, we'll, we'll continue to handle that as well as we can and, and move forward. Yeah, we're certainly learning a lot from both the national and the state level, as, as Laura discussed, and uh, certainly some progress is made. And kind of as we mentioned earlier about affordable living, kind of learning to live with the virus and, and you know, how we can uh, kind of expand our activities and opportunities, you know, that, that's happening at our uh, retirement communities as well. So, so with that, uh, I think it's time to close up this episode of the Linkage Podcast by Episcopal Retirement Services. For more information about us, you can visit our website at episcopalretirement.com. We have a lot of great content on our website, including our Linkage online blog, uh, resources to learn more about aging and the services we offer, and so much more. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube to see what's going on within ERS and within our communities. If you have any questions or feedback for us, please email us at info at erslife.org. The Linkage Podcast is produced by Kristen Davenport and Brian Reynolds. Yasha Davis is our associate producer. Our technical director is Michelle Hain. I'd like to thank our guests today, including uh, Alicia Johnson and, of course, uh, Laura Lamb for coming on weekly to give her updates. On behalf of myself, Brian Reynolds, and Kristen Davenport, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to our podcast next week. Thanks so much, Kristen. You bet, Brian. Looking forward to it. We'll talk then. Mm -hmm.